1: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 557 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by, wow, we're the brothers in black here today. Going through some stuff. Oh, yeah. Steven Kyle Bracky and Ben Funky Askren. We're back in black. We're back in, we're back in black without ADC, or ACDC shirts. <laughs> Ever since A-A-D-C-C? I learned. Yeah, that's way cooler <laughs> than that band, that's for sure. Uh, ben, Ben, what's up? Are you, you got your bags packed? You're uh, to no,
2: today. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a last minute kind of guy. I'm gonna go pack my bags um, sometime this afternoon. Uh, nice. Got a couple of meeting, meetings today, so between, sometime between then, I'll pack my bags. Uh, excited for Austin. Excited for some tacos. The sauna at the hotel is really nice. I'm, a jam, I'm gonna get real sweaty in the sauna, <laughs> uh, and then I get to watch some great grappling and some great wrestling. Yes, you will. Yeah. That's
1: hey. We haven't talked about the fact that our president, for better or for worse, oh, yeah. referenced you as a young they superstar. A young
2: young that's, superstar. I that's
1: heard. the most, you know, the you know Damn superstar, it. sure, <laughs> young. You had literally retired from the sport. I thought it was funny. It's just, it shows his relationship with the facts sometimes. Very, it's a unique one, you could say. Um, but what was, What is that? That's gotta be really bizarre.
2: Well, I started getting a whole bunch of Twitter notifications, but it wasn't like you know, no one linked it. It just said, you know, people are making fun of me. I'm like, what in the hell does what happened? You know, because it's like way more than usual. You know, I'm scrolling through them, and this is really, this is really strange. What's going on? And then finally, someone sent me the video, and I'm like, oh god. What <laughs> <laughs> so is it, ridiculous. good or is it bad? What What do you think? Is it a um, good thing or a bad thing? It's somewhere I, in the middle. It's somewhere in the it's middle. Great. You know. I don't know about great. I don't know about great. I mean, great would be if I would have won. And then he would reference I mean, that me that way. Yes, not the match. I mean, they call me a young superstar in the future of the UFC. So he says the nice things about me. So that's positive. But it, I think the MMA tie into to the politics is hilarious. Freaking Masvidal is going on a tour with Donald Trump Jr. this Saturday, Fighters Against Socialism. Uh, you know, Colby's trying there. Marty was actually in the building for that event, also. He got called out later, apparently um pretty wild like trump yeah why is there so wow very political I mean, you you fighter types well i think uh i think obviously it's just that um you know that they kind of maybe get invited and they show up obviously there's a connection between dana and trump um maybe Are that's they, do why. they get along i don't i didn't know there was a connection there he spoke with the rnc yeah they're boys yeah i didn't watch yeah. that
1: i didn't know mm-hmm. that either Come on, man. I didn't watch any of the NCs. The D, the R, the Run, (laughs) DNCs. None of those. (laughs) Yeah, they're boys.
2: Okay, well, you're a young superstar to us all. (laughs) Uh Um, Uh-huh. Yeah, I get to interview... uh, You guys are putting up to... I get to interview uh, John Danaher and Gordon Ryan tomorrow. That should be fun. Yes. That's really cool.
1: If you like grappling at all. Those are two... That's like... uh, the comparison is like interviewing Kale Sanderson and I don't know who's the best like David 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 Taylor David Taylor or like Sadilayev like the, the undisputed oh, best in the world an English speaking Sadilayev with lots of tattoos and stuff uh, so exciting stuff there pumped to have you um, come yeah, in yeah
2: so okay hey, listen how much do you know about Gordon Ryan do you work on the full grappling side at all yeah a lot. Okay, well, I started doing some research because I wanted his good questions. So I asked a few of my grappling friends, like, what questions should I ask him? You know, or what would be some interesting things? And so there's this guy that beat him twice. And it's the only guy to beat him twice, Pena. And to mm-hmm. my knowledge, I couldn't find that he got revenge against him. He has not. And it's, this, it's kind of a funny thing because
1: Pena, I mean— Pretty much everyone thinks Pena would lose now. But he just kind of dangles that match, but doesn't really ever take it. There have been a couple times it was supposed to happen, and for various reasons it doesn't. But really, he beat Gordon, and then Gordon ascended, right? He lost in 2017, and then he won double, and he hasn't lost. I don't think he's lost since that match, to my knowledge. Sure. Yeah, but Pena
2: did beat him two
1: times, which is definitely... Impressed. And,
2: and Pena's still active, like he's still competing regularly. Yes, yes. So they they are scheduled, they will hit at the um, at ADCC potentially, right? Well, that's a tournament bracket, so there's no, you know, unless you match him up first round, there's no guarantee. That's why I said potentially. Because oh, a,
1: cause yeah. he would have, it would be, he would face a guy named Kynan Duarte in the semis, who's really good and could, could potentially beat Felipe, but... Uh, we'll see if it happens. If it does, I think a lot of people think Gordon would win that match, but it's one that hasn't happened yet. But it's probably the number one match to make in in the sport if you can make it.
2: Um, so when is ADCC? September of twenty one. Oh so, shoot! A year. Yeah, for, oh yeah, because it's only every other year. It's not every mm-hmm. year. Oh man, that's how do you know who's in ADCC already if it's that far away? Well, it's like. I don't know it's like think of it as the Olympics
1: but you kind of get to go if you're the best right you don't even have to if qualify you tap, yeah. you're gonna go
2: well, right there's 16 spots and I, I believe there's right there's like six qualifiers and then they pick 10 10 of the best right and there's trials
1: and stuff like that yeah but
2: but Felipe's automatically in got it as um a... the the other thing I saw maybe you can answer this one for me on Gordon Ryan is it says he said he was going to retire at the end of 2019 but now he's still actively competing so and he's he's obviously super young he's like 25. no he's 26. like 23. that's it are you sure sh- I'm gonna I'm Wikipedia this do it right um, now he's insanely already, young okay but so he's he was lying on the retirement he's 25 obviously. he is ah oh, dang it I really thought he was like 23. I, so I mean 25 is still ridiculously young yeah uh, especially considering he's been succeeding for the last you know five years ish uh which is he, he but he lied on that right? He's not retiring he's really? not retiring no he's
1: gonna no he 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 and his coach talk about how he's not even at like half of his potential or whatever and he's gonna continue that's just like
2: shenanigans
1: and he talks about <laughs> he talks about how like how he's gonna be he's gonna peak <laughs> in his 30s and so he could go in into MMA but I don't know why he's just like he's well, making a
2: lot of money yeah his well I is like not not Dan hers obviously his coach coach right but the first guy they started training with was, was Gary Tonin yes. who's obviously really really high level also uh is he fighting this weekend in your event no he's not no okay so he has made a transition to mixed martial Arts he's fighting with one championship uh I believe he's like five and oh now so he you know he's been fighting for not for a long time but but I don't know a year 18 months something like that yeah, he's been fighting for a little bit.
1: Um, so yeah, I wouldn't stun me if he went that route. But also, he's at the peak. I think he's making good money. Uh, I don't know yeah. how well it'll all translate for him. So yeah, he's he's a really exciting figure in the sport and super polarizing. He is like not only is he the best, but so many people hate this guy. It's insane. But a lot of It'd people really, like... really love him. Yeah, don't please don't, like...
2: <laughs> please don't put that ah. up. Please <laughs> don't put. No, it, it, <laughs> it would be like if uh you had uh, David Taylor with Pat Downey's personality. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't
1: go that far. That's kind of a, uh,
2: a tremendous
1: slight to Gor- Gordon Ryan. Comparing Gordon Ryan's personality to Pat Downey is audacious. <laughs>
2: um, oh. And I will say no more I mean, about they, it. They did actually compete, though. They competed, yeah. uh, right? Didn't they do the one where... It was a wrestling match and a grappling match in the same day, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Downey God. verbal tapped. I think he just he just quit. He just What's gave your... up. It said exhaustion. It was
1: audacious. It was audacious for both of them to enter the other realm. He got teched immediately yeah. in the wrestling match, and then he. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you'll get to talk to those guys.
2: That'll be good. Did you watch Metcalf then? I did. It was great. I got but I got some I got some really I got some deep things to talk about okay well, let's, let's go <laughs> let's see. where do we want to start um you know i think i think that so obviously we talked about kind of the love hate of Brent metcalf right how people were really on both sides and there was relatively no middle and it was because he was so aggressive with the way he spoke and i think you know as you say and, and this is most people very few people you watch a biography and then you come out with this feeling of i don't like them because you get to hear their perspective But one of the things I think is, I don't say extra, I don't know, lovable is the right word, but um, draws you to him is just the way that he accepts what happens, right? Whether it was the transfer from Virginia Tech, whether it was the loss to Caldwell, he's very accepting of, hey, man, this is what happened, it's part of life, and now I'm going to move on. And I think there's something that's super respectable about that.
1: Yeah, that was what, to me, stands out the most as like a a super positive attribute. And maybe... A part of why he's able to succeed in the sport right but it's it's, oh, sure. it's weird because some some of some people are just like so they just can't get over defeat and losses like that and he was just I don't I was just stunned with how he's like you know I never looked back I just made that decision never looked back never like a, oh I'll never be a four-time national champion etc cetera, etc cetera. and yeah even the even the that interview is. after the Caldwell loss he I just I just remember clicking that, thinking I'm going to see a devastated, broken man, you know, searching for answers and like his purpose of life for life has just been shattered. I remember I thinking that in 2009, and I watched it. And I was like, man, this is kind of incredible. Like just the way he, yeah. he was talking about it. Um, I don't know. Yeah,
2: and so you know, I think I think like you said, I think that's important in wrestling because I uh, actually I. Spoke with the division one college team on Zoom yesterday, but uh, we, we got in talking about how you know, I, th- I think part of it is getting non emotional about losses, and then you know, ad- additionally, the practice room, but results in the practice room and then results in matches. But when you can be non emotional and you can be super analytical, like I got beat because of this, and you're not blaming anything, you're not emotional about it, you're just like, okay, well, I need to get better here, right? And then you get better there. And then you you know and obviously the, the things keep happening and then you keep eliminating roadblocks because you keep getting better and better and better and better uh, but to not be emotional and that's kind of what you see at brenton right not be emotional and just deal with the facts and analyze and then just move on yes yes one, one of his great attributes all right did you have any other um yeah takeaways or thoughts? Um, keep, keep them going well i got i mean like I, said, I think we talked about this yesterday but after watching i you know i feel similarly um you know there's no ad in the world that's going to bring you in and say listen you you know so this is a terry brands not to the athletes right i'm going to bring no. you in i'm going to give you great resources i'm going to invest in you and then you can leave whenever you want that's, just, that's not happening right as an ad you might have the realization that this person i might not have them forever right if i get lucky i may have them for a long time but i'm not planning on investing a whole bunch of resources into this person and having them be gone in two years so like, you know, we obviously only get to hear Tom Brand's perspective. We don't get to hear the athletic director's perspective. And I just have a hard time believing that that athletic director really hired him with that notion in mind that, oh, he might be gone in one year or two years, just whatever, you know, that's just no way. Yeah, it didn't make, that doesn't make sense to me. The more, the more I think about it, I don't understand the
1: agreement they thought they had or whatever, but looking back, it does it, I agree
2: that makes no sense. makes no sense at all. So um, that, that was interesting. Um, you know, I thought I thought Dresser came off relatively well in there because you know he just said, "Hey, I came in. I was I was the new guy," um, and yeah, I, I I think it's actually really funny now that Metcalf works for Dresser against Tom Brands, like that, like the circle of life there is hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, that's
1: it. Really, really struck it, me.
2: It's totally strange
1: when you think about it.
2: Well, one that he's at yeah. Iowa State.
1: Two that he's working for Kevin Dresser, who was you know
2: would have been his coach but he went yeah yeah the world's upside down yeah that I mean so I'm so I I mean obviously you guys didn't get into that you're going probably going to get into it in some way shape or form in the next episode uh but I was just like laughing at that at the end like holy moly circle of life on this one this is really strange the way all that ties together yeah and did we talk about go ahead okay go no let's keep going
1: I was going to say, did, did we talk about that uh, yesterday that they tried to get Metcalf kicked out of the 2009
2: tournament after the shove? So, that okay, I texted you about that because that was one thing where Tom Brands uh, – you know what? I actually got a bone to pick with Flo and nice. your editors. No, this is really good. This is actually – you know what? I was going to forget this point, but I, I was talking about some other coaches because we were talking about the Metcalf <clears> film. <throat> okay, if you watch the shove, Christian – time is very clearly out probably by about three seconds okay and I forgot that I was there right I I was there I I probably knew that right then and there but Metcalf and the Iowa coach said so many times if there's time left on the clock there's time to wrestle to the point where I just figured yeah there was still time on the clock but there wasn't and so the very first time you guys showed the clip in your doc You can see the time go out, and it's very clearly multiple seconds after, right? When you guys start reshowing it, you take the clock off the screen. And so then again, this narrative that if there's time on the clock, there's time left to wrestle is really pervasive. And you forget that, no, 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 this is very clearly after the whistle by multiple seconds. Well, sure.
1: But that's also their perspective, is that like, we're wrestling whistle to whistle. And if it's on the other side of the whistle, it was uh, it was not three seconds after,
2: either. Pull, pull that. Pull, Tyler, pull that clip up. We're, you can see got it's it right very. Here. Okay, so the first time. He certainly the time starts. The he starts off. his round
1: off backflip thing with, with time on the clock for sure. Um, yeah, so when are you
3: saying time is out? When the backflip will, is going on or when Caldwell's running across the mat?
2: Well, so okay, the, the, the go starts with five seconds left, right? And Brent yes. lets him go. Correct. And then he gets up and he circles, <laughs> circles, circles, circles. And then when he gets here, you know, there's maybe one or two seconds left And when he starts kind of taking off. And so when he takes off, there's like one or two yeah. seconds left. Time very clearly goes out. And then as he's hitting the sequence, time is 100% out. And time, he's hits, the ref time
3: hits. Time hits zero, like right as Caldwell puts his hands on the mat to do the round off.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I mean, by the time he finishes the round off and then hits the backflip, we're we're out of time by a couple seconds. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Also, I don't think the so, the scoreboard was taken off uh, those shots to like push that narrative <laughs> that time was or, out, or, or time I was still going curious. on.
1: Yeah, you're a, little, you're a little too cynical, Ben. It, it can help you, but sometimes it's you make things that aren't there. But, yeah, I mean, Listen, yeah, t- time was out. If,
2: Christian, Christian, what if your video editors are Metcalf homers? I'm sure they are now. They weren't then. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Laura loves
1: Metcalf now.
3: I don't think she knew yeah. anything about uh, Metcalf when she went into this one.
1: Yes, definitely didn't. She definitely had not seen the match or wasn't familiar <laughs> with any aspect of Brent Metcalf's life until she was handed the footage. So, so, yeah, no, time was out for sure. I, I, I totally forgot that. I totally forgot that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a really unique circumstance in that, you know, you've got a guy doing a, a cartwheel. He's pursuing this guy while he's running away. Time's up. Is there a buzzer? Does he hear the whistle? You know, you can take the, the negative, you know, and say, yeah, Brent was out of line there. And you could say, yeah, maybe he wasn't sure. Maybe he knew. He probably knew. But he was gonna wrestle until they pulled him off the guy.
2: I don't know. Yeah, but then yeah, but at the time. I mean, Tom Brand said you could pin him, but you can't pin him with no time left. So, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's one of those things like. You know... <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, in, in their in their defense, I feel like every time I hear him say that, like I don't think that they think time was still on the clock, like when the backflip was going on. Like it's like when the celebration started, there was still time on the clock, and like you're saying, there was maybe one second to a half second when like he actually yeah. started like the round yeah. off but uh yeah you're right there's no time to pin anybody in that I mean, time that's
2: yeah small. so the, the, the especially we're not even touching them so the, the that that notion or that narrative they've been putting out it's really good because it's been effective even on me I started believing their narrative so that that's good right that's that's a lesson for the media or for other people in the media if you just start putting out your own narrative sometimes you can put it out so hard people believe it and I, I even i fell for it um and so number two like man just just say it like it is you know everything else that you love it because you say it like it is hey i got a little out of hand and you know i probably shouldn't have done that and i think that's that simple and i think you know if tom brands would have said that a little bit uh it would have made him come off as a little more like but but you know i sometimes i i don't know if tom brands is playing the heel or if that's what he just thinks you, you know what i'm saying by playing the heel right well, I know what playing the heel means. I don't know how it would apply here, though. Well, it's just like he knows that the, the correct answer is, you know, Brent was kind of out of line. And, and he could say that um, or he could just keep saying there's time on the clock. There's time on the clock. And, you know, it really irks people who don't like him. And so when, when you have people that don't like you, you want to keep saying something because it makes them more and more mad.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's doing that. I think he thinks – I think he's standing up for his athlete. I think he's saying he was trying to wrestle to the end while the guy was backflipping with time on the clock. Brent pursued. The pursuit began on the one side of regulation and ended on the other side of regulation. You know? Okay. I think that's – Sure. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. My point, the thing I think is most interesting is they tried to not just take team points away from Metcalf, but they tried to get him disqualified from the tournament, which would, would have
2: made Ohio State the team national champions. How insane is that? Well, they don't, but they don't explain that. So he says there was dirty politics. But they, then they, I mean, I didn't, no, Christian, I didn't,
1: he does he explain didn't say it.
2: that. They say in, the, he, he says like right after they try to get him disqualified. He said it. His, he's like,
3: his, they tried to get all his points taken away.
2: Well, I mean, but that, that, okay. So, okay. But when you say it like that, that is not that they got all t- team points. Cause I, you know, I forget the team race, right. It's, what's 11 years ago or 12 years ago, whatever it is, it close. um, and I forgot how close it was. So when they say, you know, well, pushing someone after, uh, after the whistle that, you know, to a point where what if he would have fell on his neck, right. And hurt himself, then he probably would've actually really got disqualified. So like that notion in and of itself, isn't that ridiculous. Now the notion that someone would do it for the gain of their own team—now that that would obviously be um, dirty politics, right? Uh, but just because of the action, like that's a reasonable note. Christian, what if he? What if he know, turns man. and falls on his shoulder and he breaks his shoulder? Then what? What what happened? I mean, what happened with Desanto
1: think- when when he uh, went cartwheel Kamara? He didn't get disqualified. I would. Would you have been upset? No, that 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 okay. is like to me that I don't know. Where's the precedent for someone getting DQ'd from from a wrestling tournament?
2: Johnny and, Eblen, Johnny Eblen, Johnny eblin that, that was within time, and that was a he went for a high single. I mean, maybe he leveled his head a little bit. That was not a high single. single <laughs> you know that. hold on, hold hey, on. Hey, if now. you put, uh, listen, I already told you guys ten minutes ago. If you push a narrative hard enough. You can make people believe it.
3: What I don't do like think anyone believes
2: <laughs> that narrative. Yeah. um okay. Allow me to push.
3: Anyway, Mike. The Onger man went got for a high single too. Oh from, yeah,
2: he
1: just keeps biting people. He was
3: biting and headbutting. Big uh, bite guy, Matt Miller. Yeah.
2: But so hey, dirty, dirty politics that knocked Missouri out because they lost all his team points that knocked him out of the. It was yeah. It out of third place, or out of fourth place. I can't remember which. Okay. One yeah, them it out
3: did. But they also kicked Eblen out right there on the mat. Like there was yeah. no like. Politics. this yeah, this yeah. was
2: like okay
3: they left the mat now we're gonna try to get him kicked out yeah, of the tournament that's fine. so that's what Tom Brands means by like dirty politics because it was flagrant yeah.
2: misconduct right yes that was kind of dumb too because uh there was only like five seconds left in the match you know and he was losing so he's little, he's very literally out of the tournament and he just doesn't freaking headbutt him he's not a, he's not the cute and they keep all of his t-points and so they finish I think I think it was third instead of fourth or something
3: so by the way, so in 2009, Iowa won by four and a half points.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, remember, it wasn't uh. set until,
1: uh, um, in the finals it was undetermined at that point. If like correct, they Reese,
3: needed Reese they, was in the finals. They needed Frank Gomez.
1: Yeah, they needed um, Pusillo to like major Herbert for them to win, or something like it. But of course, he lost. Um, but yeah, that would have been the difference. So yeah, I. I think it would have been audacious to, to DQ him for that. But when you bring up examples like Evelyn and Ottinger, it's like, man, how was it that far off? I don't know. I, I just think the intent wasn't there to harm, but uh, that's just my opinion.
3: And uh Ben Missouri finished fourth in twenty fifteen when Evelyn got DQ'd. Uh they were two so they, points behind Edinburgh for third.
2: Yeah, he had way he he was actually the four seed that year, so he had way more than, you know, two points. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was like the round of 16 maybe or something. Yeah. I mean, Missouri did not have a great tournament here. No. They were. They oh, are, they was, had a crap tournament. Well, I, I got, got fifth. And I, I went home after the semis because Jaden and Allen lost in the semis to Thomas Allen and Snyder. If you flip those results, Mizzou wins the say, title. Yeah. And they had both. Well,
1: Jaden hadn't beaten Kyle in college, but, you know, it's obviously a winnable, winnable match. And yes. Waters had beaten NATO that year yeah and then yeah. the DQ that yeah a, very they, that was a the year they could have won it that was the punt year yes
2: yeah um how to show it, though how about that how to shout? yeah I, I, I was so depressed I drove home after the semis um, wow oh, man yeah really kidding. yeah I did I was in St. Louis and they freaking they crapped the bed in the semis and I said you know I was here to watch them win an NCAA title and I had stuff to do the next day so I just went home dang But come on you're like the ultimate wrestling fan you
1: wouldn't want to watch
2: ncaa finals it's
1: too too hard to Uh, watch
2: i I listen i went to mizzou to help them win a national title i got relatively close and then you know i was in 15 i thought they were going to do it and so i was there i was in for that and uh man yeah when when alan and and jaden uh when they came a little short in semis that was yeah i I took that one hard i just i got my car and i drove home (laughs) Mm. dang man yeah love it uh yeah, uh, and the last piece was the Hodge thing. I, I'm, uh, I was mad because I thought Keith Gavin should have won it that year. He was undefeated, and and so Metcalf's the only person to ever win it with one loss. Um, and I think the win, win Magazine is an Iowa biased promotion, so I see why that is the case.
1: Well, now hold on. You, you make it sound there's um there's multiple cri- criteria. There's multiple factors to heart
3: sportsmanship well, citizenship guys there's a vote
1: shut, shut up Keith. <laughs> <laughs> he was a better citizen uh, I'm sorry Keith listen
2: <laughs> listen piles uh, here's what I'm saying in 27 years of the award there's been one person winning it was a loss that's the year there was an undefeated person to choose he obviously if we're talking like dominance he wasn't nearly Keith wasn't nearly as dominant as okay Brent. so that balances they're, they're, out they're, they're, right but So, I mean, here's the way I look at it, because I get a vote for the Hodge every year since I won one. If we're going, I'm going to take all the undefeated guys. I'm going to look at who's the most dominant. I'm not going to consider people with losses until we go through all the. If if everyone has a loss, then we can start digging into the undefeated. But if you think back even to 2004, there wasn't an NCAA champion who was undefeated, I believe. And they went and they picked an NAIA NAIA guy, Emmett Wilson, because he was undefeated. So when you look back, I mean, don't get me started on Win Magazine because the other one, which I get really pissed about, Christian, is they picked Nick Ackerman, who has a fantastic story and his double amputee, right, and deserves some recognition. But they gave him a Hodge trophy, which is for the best college wrestler, on the symbolism. Well, Anthony Robles had he had one more leg but he still only had one leg not two and he had what could have been considered a real hodge trophy season i mean this guy his statistics were just a little bit behind burrows yeah nick Ackerman had four losses in division three now again great story i'm not trying to crap on the guy but i'm just saying if you're going to set a president win magazine if you're going to set a president and this is the most prestigious award in college wrestling you stick by your president. you don't change it because you don't like who the winner is I don't. I don't disagree with that.
1: Um, what I'll also say is, if, if I'm just looking, I'm just comparing Keith Gavin and Brent Metcalf that year.
3: Do you? And yeah, you want their, their stats? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Brent was thirty-nine and one with twelve pins, seven tech falls, nine majors. Keith was twenty-seven and zero with five pins, two
1: techs, and five majors. So bonus percentage is crazy. Um, yeah, wait for, way for lower. Metcalf. So he's way more dominant. But here's the other thing you've okay. got to remember. Another criteria is quality of competition. Metcalf just sure. won the greatest, the greatest bracket we've ever seen. But yeah. before and since, there's never been a weight better. And he won it. And he was the most dominant wrestler, bar none in the Division one wrestling, in the very toughest weight of all time. Okay? So yeah, he mm-hmm. took a loss one time. They,
2: What's like that, Christian? What's the number three criteria on the Hodge Hodge thing? Dominance. So, Which, and what's the like? What's the number one thing under that? Past credentials. No, isn't it, isn't it getting pin, amount of pins? Isn't here it no, is. Amount of pins Here's the store? criteria.
1: Criteria record. Okay, we'll give that to Gavin. Number okay. of pins. Metcalf. Dominance.
2: But wait, so so wait, hold on. Number of pins is really far 70s. up there. Shouldn't shouldn't be getting pinned be like a big a huge minus um it's not one of the seven criteria but well, would you think though i mean just thinking through the topic like listen well, I, I, I the that record one that's the record one
1: it. yeah he, he gets credit for a, having a better record criteria one okay so also, that's okay. because he got pinned he has a worse record so that one goes to gavin so pinned. He's punished. but he also gets but he if he lost three or two <laughs>
2: Listen, the ref he called
1: was just, He was just sitting there too. Listen, Brackey's more pinned right <laughs> now than Metcalf pin? was.
2: Well, yeah. I don't know about that, but yeah. it was. A, I mean, listen, I don't know that referee, and I didn't make that call. I've never that's seen that, that referee guy.
1: again. I don't know what Tom Brands did <laughs> I don't know to that guy. He never, he's, he, he's somewhere. The ref I don't know that guy. Else. I don't know that guy, but I know he it didn't know what a pin call. is.
2: Brent, Brent was, yeah, he wasn't pinned.
1: What kind of ref, any ref that's putting their hand under there, yeah. No ref does that. The only referees that do that are high school. Ref. He helped you have make to look.
3: Brent less pinned because he was like shoving his hand in there and like helped live
1: What Brent was up he off trying to more. feel? <laughs> what was he
2: trying to feel, Brent or Ben? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, listen. I don't know what. I mean, to my knowledge, and I, 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 think a lot about pinning. You know, it's it's the top of the sh- you know, It's up here on the shoulders, right? Uh-huh. And so when that referee is reaching down here, like. I, I've never seen a picture in a rule book with how far down the scapula the ability to get pinned goes. Have you? Uh, I don't. Do you see? Do you, yeah. You see what they, I'm saying? Like, no, they have the picture. Down. They have the picture. How far down does it go? Area. Not that far
1: down. Not down to like, uh, the tailbone. I mean, <laughs> no, he's, he's feeling. Back, he puts yeah. his hand he in a, an area,
2: and you could tell. Yeah, he wasn't pinned. So, one. But there's, wa- there's a chance that Corona. Uh, <laughs> i I went went to google and i saw corona instead of caldwell um there's a chance that uh that you know Caldwell just position pins him maybe maybe he doesn't but the ref called it and listen unless Wynn magazine wants to say the referee doesn't count he's crap and take that match away then they gotta count it
3: okay well Well, so we 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 count it yeah gavin gets the edge and record metcalf has uh more
1: pins and he's more dominant yes and he has so, past credentials, I guess, I think that's the worst criteria of them all. Um, past credentials, because basically it's like, all right, I mean, yeah. it was, that was Brent's first year. So, what does that mean?
2: He's a freshman. So, it would have been Keith because he was in the national finals.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, so, okay, you could give him that one. But then, quality of competition is not even
2: close. Yeah. But again, so, I, in my opinion, area number one, because there's a lot of years where you'll have, you know, a guy who's undefeated. Like, say, like, Keith, right? And then you'll have a guy with two or three losses. So how many losses, you know, I think that criteria number one has to count way more than criteria number two and three. It's a unique circumstance so like, because it
1: we, we only have one undefeated person, and, it, and, and Keith was not very dominant.
2: So yeah, it, was just, it, was a, it was a perfect
1: uh, storm situation, Ben, because in, in a lot of years, there's multiple undefeated guys, and then Brent probably wouldn't be in
2: consideration. Um, you think a yeah. 2011. But what about, what about have, my argument? What about my what about when they choose Emmett Wilson in 2004, Christian? What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know why they, they did chose that. They, literally, they listen, literally chose an don't NAIA a, guy.
1: Don't use NAIA an NAIA
2: guy because there was no Division I NCAA champions that were undefeated. They went all the way to NAIA, Christian. You know how far away that is? Well, they shouldn't have done that. A, should, listen, don't use
1: a wrong example of, of a bad, a bad example. And no, I'm saying it's a bad example.
2: An example of bad judgment as a reason to give someone else the... Well, here, here's like what I'm saying. Criteria, criteria number one is the most important by a long shot, right? So you, you go criteria number one. If, if a bunch of dudes are even, then we go to the next criteria. It's like when you have a dual meet and it says number criteria number one is most most wins. You don't go to criteria number two and say, "Well, they win because they win criteria number two and three and four and five. No, it was already settled on criteria number one. No, it was already I, done.
1: I don't think that's I don't think that's what it comes down to. Um, well, then
2: ask him why they chose Emmett Wilson. Not, no, I don't care. And why they didn't give and why they didn't give Anthony Robles a symbolic Hodge Trophy like they did Nick Ackerman, even I, though he could have won a real one.
1: Yes, that's that's fair. That's fair. This, but I think they got this one right. I think it's Brent.
2: Um, okay, sorry, dude. You're just scared but, Tom Brands is going to come after you like a honey badger.
1: I don't think Tom Brands is going to be fighting the the Brent Metcalf war anymore. For you know, like. He's kind of
2: Jason Bryant says Emmett Wilson
3: won Vegas in Midlands that year.
2: Oh, he was wow. good. He was good. But, but. Damian Hall was really out of shape at Vegas to defi- defend Damian. He beat Damien? He not... Yeah, Damien lost like two matches at, at Vegas that year. He, yeah, he was Jason really that, and Han was in that really, battle. really out of shape. Yeah.
1: That happened to Gabe Dean one uh one Vegas as well. I don't know if he's out of shape, but he lost he See lost on's matches. on Facebook. See you on... Oh, anyone won the All Star. Oh wow, we got we got, <laughs> we got Sion and JB on the scene. Oh, uh, never experience. listens to FRL. <laughs> what? Hey, Sion. I, I, why aren't you coming into the office anymore, man? You you bring a, a great life, uh, a
2: great vibrancy about you. Christian, I got the conspiracy theorists in my text today. Oh, they boy. said, and I I didn't make even make this connection whatsoever. Conspiracy theorists say maybe Wind Magazine gave it to Emmett Wilson because the head coach that year was Terry Brands. Oh my gosh. Maybe so.
1: Who's to Maybe say? Maybe so.
2: Are 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 the brands brothers, are they investors in Wynne magazine? Do they own a portion of it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we so. Need to get the financials. We get <laughs> Freedom of Information Act. Jason Bryant loves filing those things. Yeah. Jason, gonna... file a freedom of information. Just file them. <laughs> <laughs> we need the records. Okay.
1: Um Good stuff. We, we said we were gonna talk about who's number one so far, not done a good job of that.
2: But but Metcalf was great. I mean, I said, you you know, obviously I'm, I'm kind of playing the negative side of it, but I really, really enjoyed. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed Brent's personality. I think it's fantastic. Um, so yeah,
3: I'm excited, uh, for the next one. I know we saw a little teaser at the end and (laughs) Tom brands is all the way over. Uh, when they're showing oh, yeah. from the Iowa State Iowa duel, and Tom Brands is all the way over oh, there yeah. by the replay
2: official, Metcalf's like, "Is he allowed to be here? Yeah. Is he allowed to be here?" That was funny. Uh, yeah, and listen, guys, I don't even remember what happened between Brent and Tom. I don't, I don't really remember why. I mean, I remember obviously he left Iowa, but I don't really remember why. So I don't know if you guys are getting into episode three, but I, I, I don't mm-hmm. even remember. So they sort of they are get you getting into it, it? yeah, sort of. They oh, you don't it. want to talk about it, huh? We don't get into it. Into it.
1: They they get into it.
2: So, like, we're not going to get to hear the truth. Can you tell me the truth when I'm in Austin, then? Because I don't. I literally don't even remember.
1: <laughs> I don't think I know the truth.
2: What do you mean? Give me Christian. Give me the Christian piles version of the truth. <laughs> okay, I, I will, will
1: sometime. It's a little speculative. You know,
2: you know who probably knows. Mark Bader probably knows. Mm-hmm. Mark Bader. Him. Yep okay ben, you, always, you always
1: put me in these precarious situations but i like it i like it
2: well you know what i, I told someone i told someone else the other day and they, they were asking me about like saying audacious things and i said you know like for a while in your life if you know if you say something that's true people get mad at you but then when you just keep saying true things over and over and over again and you try try to be objective people they just stop getting mad at you so i can say any type of crazy shit i want as long as it's true and people really won't get all that mad at me it's fantastic good for you brent uh ben <laughs> i almost called you brent but, for, to be fair called
1: you called caldwell coronavirus so <laughs> <laughs> I, guess I guess we're even
3: uh, i think Darren oh caldwell gosh. is more dangerous than coronavirus wow it's
1: definitely was, possible um okay we ready ready to do this this who's number one
2: thing? Uh yeah, uh I would love to do it. Alright. So let's get
1: into it. We're gonna make our predictions. Uh, Bracky, can you keep track of who we pick? Sure. And then after who's number one, if we can jigger it around to make it to make it so Ben loses. He'll forget who he picked.
2: I mean, first. well, I think I'm gonna lose. Uh I think I'm gonna lose because well. I I mean, at best, I've watched some of these guys a handful of times. I mean, there's not a lot of these guys I'm really, you know, maybe Fakun or Vonovic, you know, those guys I've watched a lot. But the rest of these guys, I mean, I tried to watch up as much as I could yesterday on YouTube and stuff. uh, But I'm not feeling all that confident in my picks. Okay. Good start. Let's start
1: with the first match. We're just going to go in match order here, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, hold on.
2: I got a question. I got a question, Christian. Okay. So. Is the loser of us three the one that has to do pushups or is it just not the winner? So one one out of the three of us will win.
3: I think both losers shouldn't have to push.
2: Yeah, both losers.
1: Okay. Wanna say 30, 30 pushups? Wanna make that the standard? Did you do
2: your pushups last time, Christian, for me?
1: When I won on the uh, other one? I'll give you those pushups once you do your Kyle Hutter pushups.
2: Kyle Hutter?
1: Yeah, we're gonna bring this this up again? again? Come on. I'll say. Are you Art, always
2: crapping on Kyle Harder?
1: I'm not. The slate is clean, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, okay, 138. Jesse Mendez versus Jordan Williams.
2: Number three, Mendez. Number four, Jordan Williams. Let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jesse Mendez. I'm actually. I'm going Jordan
1: Williams here. I think freestyle. I'd probably go Mendez. Probably, definitely go Mendez. But for this, I like I like Williams. I like his scrambles. I like his overall attacks. Um, I think the mat is probably a wash here. So I, I think it's a one takedown ish match. I think it's a close one, and uh, I like Williams to yeah. be a little too tough to score hey, on for Mendez.
2: Christian, you know I haven't done a high school pick 'em like this. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think maybe ever. How many of these kids are going to be mean mugging me in the hotel because I picked against them? Um, I don't know, You're a little more vulnerable than usual, Ben. Because <laughs> I got crutches, I'll be on crutches. But then again, you yeah, have weapons. So are you going to bring your crutches? Yeah, I actually, got them, I actually got them today. Look, right here. Wow. Very good. I've been hitting kids in practice with my crutches. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> wow.
1: Way to be that coach. That's good. Oh, yeah. uh, no, I don't think you'll get mean mugged that much. You know, as long as long you don't say like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna gas out" or he doesn't have heart or something, something audacious. No heart. Actually, no. They, I don't know. It just depends on the. Some kid. Someone
2: probably will, huh? Yeah, they'll take. Yeah,
3: I think. Uh, okay. A lot of them, like, it's not like a, a mad at you thing. They like genuinely use it to like feel them. Like, yeah. they like that you picked against them because it puts that little chip on their shoulder.
1: Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan would just invent things and then get mad That's at that person. True, yeah. That was so awesome. That was
2: so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: uh, okay. Next question.
3: You uh, might need to watch out for the the, the parents more, to be honest.
1: Oh, what? Our pa- pa- parents aren't even invited probably, though, right? They're allowed to. Uh,
2: there's no ban on them from entering Austin, Texas. Well, how many spectators or how many entries does an athlete get this weekend? Just coach two, I guess two coaches. So one or two, so they get one athlete band, two coaches bands, something like that. Yeah, there's no spectators. I mean, it's got to be limited, of course. Correct?
1: Extra, yeah. There's no spectators. It's like you can coach your guy. That's that's it.
2: So then, and then, uh, so there's, there's the two rooms, right? And we were mm-hmm. in the same place last time. Yeah. So then in the back, how many people are allowed to stay in the back? Are you going to start kicking them out of there? Yeah. If, if necessary,
1: they're going to wow. have it on in, a, in multiple places.
2: Okay, cool. Cause yeah. I mean, last time, obviously there was only five matches and there was a lot of coaches who were coaching multiple athletes. So it was really limited. Yep. Uh, and this one, there's, is there 15 matches? Yes.
3: Yeah, when the, yeah. yeah, once we wrestle the second one, 38, yeah.
1: Thank you, uh, Fire Marshal Ben. You're <laughs> in charge of <laughs> kicking people lying. out, actually. We forgot to tell you that. <laughs> Health Department Ben Askren.
2: <laughs> That's my job this weekend. Yeah. Damn
1: it. We need to give him one of those clickers. When someone comes in, you know how you click, and someone leaves, oh, click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, next up. 145, number one, Skylar Hattendorf, versus number one, Kylie Welker, um, Hattendorf is ranked first at 132. Welker at 144. Um, oh, Hattendorf from New Hampshire, a uh, not exactly How, a wrestling hotbed.
2: How would you guys get to agree that uh, get them to agree to wrestle if there's so there's such a discrepancy in weight? Because 12 pounds seems like quite a bit away. I have no idea. I was not uh, involved in that. Well,
1: okay. I I would think I I kind of. Think Welker's gonna win. I think she's got a little yeah. more variety in her game, but I'm not. I'm definitely not positive.
2: I'm going Welker. This was ha- Con- a Hattendorf Hattendorf hit a hit she an
1: assassin hurt. at Super Thirty Two, though.
2: Really? Yeah. I love a good assassin. I'm still. Yeah. Going, I'm going Welker. Okay. Same here.
1: And wait, Bracky, you make your picks Ooh.
3: too. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> Mendez in the first one. Uh, he's just like such a. Gritty, hard-nosed kid. He's gonna find a way to win. Yeah, and then he's a beast. Um,
1: Love Jesse Mendez.
3: I guess we're all picking Welker because that's who I was gonna take. Okay. So. Yeah, first New Hampshire wrestler ever. Who's number one?
1: We've had a we've had uh, someone from Vermont. Do you know who that was, Ben? Gotta be Robert Hamlin because he's the yeah. monster.
2: He's the Vermont monster. Mm-hmm.
3: Twenty twenty-nine different states have been represented. Who's number one so far?
2: Why is why is that Northeast region of the United States so like? Just, it feels like a different, very literally like a different country. You know, that Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine area. New England. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not Weird. a, I couldn't tell you.
3: Space said that um, when we asked Welker and Hattendorf about this matchup, both of them mentioned 145.
1: So.
2: Okay. Cool. Cool.
1: All right, that works out great. Next. Next. Match is Lenny Pinto versus Ryland Rogers. Yes, Ryland is the cousin of Chandler and Jordan, not the
2: brother. Mm. Uh, you I saw s- him try to assassinate. I saw him try to assassinate Lenny Pinto, so I was very curious about it.
1: Yes, they they wrestled. Um, they wrestled previously. I watched Fargo. I
2: finals. watched two matches. I think Lenny, and and a Northeast Regional maybe. Yeah, um, Pinto won both, and he won them both differently. One of them he scored more. Defensive points. One of them scored more offensive points. Uh, that being said, they're both in freestyle, which you know mo- most of the matches I got to watch were in freestyle, unfortunately, because um, it's not a direct correlation of folk style. But I'm going to pick Lenny Pinto because I saw him beat him twice, and uh, I can't unsee that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of back and forth on this one, and
2: thinking about how folk style would. I think it it'll definitely be a lot
1: closer than it would be in freestyle. I I don't know. I kind of like. I think Pinto has an incredible horsepower. He's really good with with the underhook. So powerful, um, man! I'm you go this time, Bracky. I'm taking Pinto. Everyone's taking Pinto. Yeah. Dang. I'll go Rogers on this one. I'll go Rylan Rogers. All right. Okay. Next up is. 126 pounds. Number one, Jordan Titus out of New York versus number two, Dean Peterson out of New Jersey. Who? Peterson got here you like guys go first. I Monday. <laughs> I Listen, they wrestled. I, I think it's Titus. I think he's beaten him before, and I think the reasons he beat him are still going to be there. He's really, really hard to score on. And Peterson is a goer. He's really – Hard knows he's got a lot of different attacks, but all his finishes are a little too slow and not, he's not quick to get up to his feet and finish his leg attacks. And that's just gonna feed into Titus's um Wizard Jonesy stuff, flexibility. Mm hmm. Your thoughts?
2: Ben? I'll go I'll go same. Uh, listen, I don't know these guys very much. I don't I don't know if one match each of theirs. I'll go same as you, I'll go Jordan Titus. Okay.
3: Yeah, he's he's just a handful to finish on, and, and Peterson hasn't been able to solve that yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Peterson can come out and he has a, a different solution for finishing, it'll be a different match because he can get in on Jordan, but finishing has been a really different situation. Okay, next up, Victor Voinovich versus Jagger Condomitti. Voinovich, Ohio, Condomitti, out of
2: Pennsylvania. Hey. hate did you know, kind of, Mitty beat uh, Shane Van Ness twice in the same day? No, what that was, was what that? I watched. He
1: in my Northeast notable regional. wins column.
2: I only have Ryan Anderson. Northeast Regional. He beat he beat him twice. Shane Vaness twice in the same day. How long ago? Uh, it wasn't. I mean, I look it up. It wasn't. Uh, it. They, I mean, they looked. They were definitely. Uh, they weren't young high schoolers. They were definitely older. Um, let me look it up again. Yeah, because I watched one of the matches, and then I went and looked him up. And is that what it was? I'm looking at his profile right now. Hold on. Uh, Northeast regional. There's just yeah, a big was...
3: discrepancy in their weights now. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, it was 2018. And, but he actually lost to – and I don't know who this other guy is. He lost to a guy named Jackson Dean, and that was why he hit him in the WrestleVax also. Weird. Okay, so – Jack... Jackson Dean? Is he good? I have no idea. Okay. Um well i don't know how good i mean right here's the here's the discrepancy It's like how good is jagger kind of mini on bottom because we saw how good we saw how good uh victor was on top last year i mean to the point where he got taken down he got taken down twice right yeah and he should he not go on top jagger should not go under i think he's fine underneath but, normally but why would you go under
1: yeah victor chose top last year correct no i'm pretty sure vasquez went under because I remember just being a gas. Why would he do that? That decision? Yes, I have no idea. He was up four-one, and I'm pretty sure he took he chose bottom.
2: Well, that's a bad idea. I so I, I in my memory, I and I guess I just thought there's no way man, there's no way he would have chose bottom. In my memory, Buinovic chose top because that makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, that does make sense, but that is not how it materialized, as I recall. Buinovic, I like him in this matchup against Condomini because I like how. A, just throw out the top. I like how efficiently he finishes his his left side high crotch. He's really good at coming up, finishing strong. Um, he doesn't get tangled up in a lot of scrambling positions where Condomini is is really good. He can do far ankle. He can pass legs. He's a he's a very um, District Eleven Pennsylvania kind of wrestler. You know, really good in scrambles, gotcha. really tough. And I think if Voinovich is as efficient in finishes as we've seen him in the past, he's gonna be in good shape here. If Condomini can dirty the match up a little bit, make it a, a gritty, scrambly match, that's exactly what he wants. I'm thinking I'm thinking there's a chance Condomini can get it there, can get it to that point. But the X factor is top in the fact that one of two things will have to happen. Condomini will have to go neutral and not get the escape point that I think Voinovich will get, or he'll have to go under and test the waters of the double yes. leg power half that he brings. And then again, Condomini might say, "Listen, I'm from I'm from Pennsylvania. I've wrestled good top wrestlers before, and I, I know how to get away." But that could that could prove uh, foolhardy
2: in this yeah. in this situation. Yeah. So I'm going Voinovich. Um, I'm gonna go Voinovich also.
1: But I see how Condomini can win. I see how he can do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just gonna be tough mm-hmm. to do. Yep. Voinovich,
3: for me as well, just too solid on his feet and then the mat game. But like you said, Jaggers used to that kind of top game in Pennsylvania. I'm yes. sure he's been around that his entire wrestling career.
1: No doubt. But, you know, the, on the other hand, it's like the double leg power half thing is is unique, right? Yes. A leg rider. It's not just like tough chops and bars and, and wrist control. Yeah. It's it's a different sort of thing. By
3: the thing. way, uh, Voinovich deferred Vasquez, went down.
2: Yep. Really? Terrible choice. Someone should have done the research.
1: Like, literally any research. Five minutes <laughs> of footage. You'd be like, so we'll go neutral here. That is just, you did no research. Or, you either did no research at all, which is really bad. Or, you really thought it was a good idea after you're up 4-1 to one to go to this guy's very best position and only chance to win. One of those two things happened. And I don't know yep. which is more inexcusable. But, it happened. Okay. It happened. Keontae Hamilton, we're going heavyweight. First heavyweight match ever. Yes, sir. And who's number one? Keontae Hamilton, who's going to play football at Rutgers, but maybe wrestle. Maybe both. I mean, yeah, he
3: wants to do both.
1: I think he's just do both and then just wrestle. That's my thought. Um, mm-hmm.
3: I think his brighter future is in wrestling.
1: Yeah. He doesn't seem to have the prototypical football size. I know he's a heavyweight, but he doesn't seem like
2: those guys are like 6'3", 6'4". Maybe he's going to play like a D end or something. I'm I think when you see
3: him, through. you'll, you'll see, he has absolutely the frame for it. Okay. He might not be that build yeah. yet, but he absolutely has a frame for it.
2: Well, if it. He's, but if he's really fast, he could play, you know, like a linebacker D end type also at yes. you know, two doesn't have to be an interior alignment at say, you know, 300 pounds. People forget Ben Askin was a star nose tackle
1: for, uh, for, uh, <laughs> for the Manitowoc, uh, oh, I don't God. know. Whatever they are. Yeah. We need to figure out what their mascot is. I'm sure it's something really cool. So,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: he's taking on Chase Horn out of Georgia. Just Um, committed to NC State. uh, Yeah, NC State. He beat Hayden Koppis. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, do we have that match? I need to watch that match still. I think so. I was told yesterday that Hamilton is as big a favorite as we have at who's number one.
2: I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I don't know really anything about Chase Horn. I've seen these guys very little. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to go with the biggest favorite then with Keontae Hamilton.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Hamilton. Although I, th- I I don't think he runs away with this, I think Horn is solid enough to make this uh, an interesting match. But uh, I like Keontae's got really good leg attacks. He can um, shoot from space really effectively. He's got a good high crotch, he knows how to finish. From uh, multiple scenarios and challenges, so I think he's—I think he's the guy there. Cool. All right. Next up, Kyle Haas versus Nick Feldman. Number one, Nick Feldman versus number two, Kyle Haas.
2: So I—I was—I couldn't really find the answers. How did Nick Feldman get to be number one and Haas number two?
1: Um, I don't I know, know. You're at the high
2: school ranker, so I kind of put you yeah. on the spot when I asked you. Yeah, ask you did. I questions. have no idea. I have no idea. I asked you this yesterday. With I don't remember who I asked you about. Oh, I asked about Gabe Arnold yesterday. And, and who does the high school rankings? You should have been here. We could we could grill him. David Bray. Bray, why is he number one? You know,
3: one? you know who. What is a great uh, resource for this? Ben is who's number one. In the show where yeah. they talk about all Damn these man. things.
2: I should have watched that, huh? Yes. Son of a gun.
1: So Feldman, um, you know, one thing it, Haas took a loss actually in July, and we're kind of like in like, well, what do those even mean
2: anymore? But he beat
1: Seth Shoemate, who we're going to talk about later, who I think is absolutely
2: fantastic. Um, So, yeah, Seth Shoemate, Kyle Haas was the UWW. That was the cadet for the world team, what, two years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. That was was some good matches uh, between those two.
1: So Haas beat Shoemate. Shoemate beat Feldman. But Feldman's number one here. So Feldman... much more of a just very solid wrestler. He's really good at reattacks. Um, not going to catch him out of position too much. He's not going to wow you with anything dynamic like Kyle will, who is just upper body. Haas has a really good um, underhook, high crotch that he likes to hit. Yeah. I I know that Feldman's a high rank guy, but I actually think it's, it's Haas here.
2: Well, I, I was going to say from, you know, I have watched probably four matches of Haas and, I don't want to say he's limited, but he's really reliant on his upper body attacks, his over-under, his underhook. Um, he doesn't shoot from space or from loose ties very frequently. Um, and so, you know, Nick Feldman, I, if he can stay out of those positions, then he can win the match. But if Kyle Haas is getting into his underhook a lot or his over-under position, I think he's going to win. So I, I'm going to pick Kyle Haas for that reason.
3: So you guys are taking Haas? I'm taking
1: Feldman. Feldman for Steven Kyle. Okay, next up. This is my number one match. This is the one I can't wait for. Wyatt Henson versus Cody Chittum. Number one, Henson. Number two, Chittum. Um, interestingly, here, Chittum beat Henson 13-3 to in the B semis in uh, 2018. Or 2019. 19. Excuse me. That can't 20. be right. Yeah, 2018 couldn't be right. Yeah, it wasn't. 2019. <laughs> so, there, there's pressing But I... I know Co- Cody Chittum is for, – for a kid to be that size as how young he is and that hard-nosed and strong and physical, he, his arc and how good this guy can be both as a high school wrestler and collegiately is, is insane. I think he's just going to be uh, an amazing prospect. But the progression that I saw in Henson just from that point into what he was at, by
2: Pennsylvania States I think was, was tremendous. Now, was it, you think Henson made that much progression over the course of four months? Because you know Henson was really good prior to that, also. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, like he okay. lost to Hilligus, um earlier in the year, and then he beat him at Pennsylvania State's. Kind of, you know, he two beat him twice down the stretch. He beat uh, him two times at the end. That's right. Yeah. So okay. I don't. I mean, I think it's. I just for the eyeball test for me, I think the difference here. I think if Henson. I think Henson should avoid the mat with Chittum. I think Chittum is going to ride him really tough. I think Henson's advantage could be neutral from his feet, double legs. Um, He's a really, really good finisher when he gets in. I'm Mm -hmm. going to – maybe the upset – I know he's ranked number one, but the 13-3 kind of makes it sort of strange. But I'm I'm going with Henson here. I don't know if I'll be on an island there. I love Cody Chittam yeah. I love both these guys. That's why I'm so excited for this matchup. But I'm going with Henson uh, I, in this
2: instance. I'm going to go with Chittum. Um, And so I think Henson shoots a lot from space, and I think that's going to kind of play into Chittum. Chittum's got pretty solid defense. He, I've seen him in a few good cradles. And so I think that uh, he's going to score off of some of Henson's attacks from space. Chittam's a total honey badger, too. He's like he was up pretty big on Henson. He locked
1: up this near side cradle. He rolled with it. It was sort of reckless, but he got more near fall. He's, he is, uh, he's courageous. I, I He's, he's fantastic. I cannot wait for this match.
3: Yeah, this match might end up being the most fun one of the night, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Henson here.
1: Okay. Wow. You're with me. Okay. Next up is, oh boy, this guy, Seth Shoemate versus Tate Piccolo. I. Went on the Seth Shoemate deep dive. I love this kid. He is amazing. I know everyone else is like, yeah, I've, obviously. But I'm, I'm late to many of the parties on these guys. I just I do not watch a ton of high school wrestling. And I love getting to dive deep and get to know these kids. Shoemate is, is the real deal. Insane athlete. Very diverse way to score. He's really good upper body, but he's got a ton of leg attacks. He shoots misdirections right to left. I like him a lot. Um, Tate Piccolo is is a brute, really powerful, um, more fundamental, less diverse scoring than, than Shoemate. And for that reason, I'm going with Shoemate in this one. And I think this guy is, is, is going to be a star in high school and and potentially a star at the next level. I will, I'm curious where he's going to fall. I guess he's going to be a heavyweight at collegially I guess he's got some more
2: growing to do you think do. Se- you think Seth Shoemate's gonna be a heavyweight I don't know is he gonna be a heavyweight he's he's only a he, he, I don't feel like he's that tall I mean how tall is he I, and this is, this is me watching film but he looked like you know like a 5'10 or something where he's not probably not gonna grow into a heavyweight yeah
1: maybe he's like a Braxton type who's kind of like he's big young just kind of stays big but not doesn't like get a lot yeah. taller and he's a 97 pounder um,
2: that's that's what I felt like when I was watching him but you know, obviously. I I haven't stood next to him. Most It was on film. Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. We need you to stand next to him
1: real quick. I, I like Schumate yeah. a lot. I think he, he could uh, be one of the guys we, we walk away and be like, this dude stole the show, right? I think he's that good.
3: This could yeah. be one of those I, matches I really, where you see somebody get pinned because Tate Piccolo is not afraid to yes. to let it rip either um so this one this one could be pinned or get pinned
1: and tate's got like that judo stuff too i'm pretty sure his dad was like a super elite judo guy um he was well, an all-american yeah he was a wrestler too. correct yeah. yeah yeah
3: yeah his dad was all American. At, at at, no i think at uh michigan state really tate mm-hmm. is going to OU.
2: oklahoma okay but i so i, I don't know maybe his dad coached at ou then maybe i think there's some tie in there Right. Brian Piccolo,
3: Brian, correct? Yeah, he was all American, Michigan State, two-time all American. OU. Uh, hang on,
1: we gotta do the do the Brian Piccolo biography page. So Piccolo, interesting. His dad Brian is like the wrestling coach for these really elite jujitsu guys. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Victor Hugo. Really? Man. Victor Hugo. Do you know who that is? Sounds How, familiar, but I he's don't the know. number one. Um, not the guy that wrote uh, Les Miserables. Not that guy. The other Victor Hugo, the number one gi. He's the number one pound-for-pound pound gi jujitsu jitsu guy in the world, and he works with Piccolo. And he lives in Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Do you know Jande Ribeiro? You heard of him? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Uh-huh. So him as well. Jande just moved okay. to Austin, actually. Wow. So, yeah.
3: real. I can't so. find anything that he coached at Oklahoma, but he is a big – like, he coaches – one of the best programs there in Oklahoma. Um, Mustang. Yeah. Hometown of Kendall Cross. Yeah,
1: baby. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, next next up. 112 dropping down. Sage Mortimer. So wait,
3: everyone taking wait. shoemate? I don't
1: Oh yeah. I'm taking yeah. shoemate. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh one hundred twelve. I got ahead of myself there. Number one, Sage Mortimer versus number one, Mia Palumbo. Mortimer, interesting fun fact, she placed at Fargo Greco, um, which is was only boys except for her. So, good for her. I mm-hmm. don't know if she's the first, but I think she might be the first to ever do
2: that. I think she's the first.
1: Okay, and Mortimer, very she's really good, uh, upper body, chain wrestles well. Palumbo, more physical, in-your-face type of wrestler. I'm going with Mortimer here. But I think it's a pretty close yeah. match.
2: Okay, I'm gonna go more number two. I watch her Fargo. She's really uh, tenacious. Got a lot of diverse attacks. So I'm gonna go with her. I'm
3: actually going uh Palumbo. Ooh! But uh, both these girls, I think, are gonna be stars.
1: All right. So Bracky going against the grain there at 112. Okay, 160. We talked about this match a little bit yesterday. Patty Gallagher versus who's number one versus number two. Travis Master Giovanni. From two powerhouse programs, St. Ed's for Gallagher, Blair Academy for Mastro. Um,
2: Ben, why don't you start this one? I think I made my pick yesterday, uh, and it will stay the same. I'm going to go with Petty Gallagher. I think he's going to get a a, a 3-2 win, maybe a 4-2. I think he's going to control space. I think he's going to uh, – my call is a takedown off the high crotch. But you thought he was going to get a takedown off the go-behind, so I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, drag-go-behind type of thing off an uh, errant shot. We'll see. Um, yeah, but I'm going with Gallagher.
3: Yeah, I think his pace and uh, just be a little too much for for Mastro.
1: Mastro's got some wins, though. Oh, yeah, ones? he's pretty really good. F- <laughs> Alex Facundo, Kyle Valencia.
2: That's, uh, that's pretty solid. I killed Kyle. I watched that match. And, I mean, well, I... Okay, score score was a big discrepancy, but he did throw for 5 kind of like right off the bat. So obviously that that helped make the score a little wider. Uh, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't really that competitive. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting.
1: He could be Yeah. There, there's plenty of uh that, w- that would be one of the bigger upsets really. I mean, I th- I think the size matters here and I think Mascho is going to be a little little small and that's why we have weight classes in this in this sport. Yeah. Um but excited to watch Travis again. Okay, next up, we're going to, oh, yeah, we have Joel vandeveer versus, um, well, y'all make your predictions for who you thought would win the first
2: one. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I got Mendez in the first one. I'm going to take Vandeveer in the second one. I think um, he's able to ride for quite a while once he gets on top. I don't know that he turns him, but I'm going to pick Vanderveer. Stephen Kyle
3: uh i'm gonna I'm gonna pick mendez I'm gonna pick mendez he made the the final the four man last year and and was just barely edged by Van Ness in an, in an amazing match um and I'm gonna say he uh gets revenge for that super thirty two match and, and this time wins the wins the not quite four man bracket
1: <laughs> I think um I have a couple I think if mendez wins I would actually take him to beat Vanderveer. Wow. And, but, that's not who I picked to win. I picked Williams to win. And I think Van Dever has a good style to neutralize some of Williams' great neutral defense, right? That shoots a double leg. He doesn't need to be in a tie or anything. He can shoot from space, can get to it. I just don't know if he's going to be able to get to a double leg on Jordan Williams, right? I feel like it could be like a double to single situation, and then Williams is kind of in his wheelhouse. So, I don't know if many people are going to pick this, but I've got Williams wow. running the gauntlet here, wow. on the four spot, um, beating Mendez and Vanderveer. He could certainly these are these matches are all definitely going to be in the margins. Like I think all three of these guys on different days could win, but I really like what Williams brings to the table here.
2: Hey guys, it, what the heck ever happened to uh, Carson Manville? I'm looking through some old results from Master Giovanni and Mandel teched him.
1: He got big. He was hurt. Uh, he missed a bunch of time anymore? with like a hand thing.
2: Yeah, he still wrestled. Yeah.
1: I think he won Minnesota State title. Okay, Sh- Shakopee.
2: Shakopee. Shakopee. Oh, Shakopee. That's how you say it. I don't know. Shakope. I like Shakopee.
3: Yeah, he won Minnesota State title at 160
1: this year. And then he wrestled at 170 at Battle in the Berg. He's been as high as 82. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's not really in the. Really in the mix the way he was earlier in his career, still still a very. Well, earlier in his career, he
2: was winning everything. Yes.
3: I mean, I, he was like, number, like in the number Flow number National there. semifinals as a eighth grader. Uh It was yeah. crazy.
2: He okay. lost to some guy named Jake Jake Null at the Battle in the burg. I don't know Jake Null. I'm not familiar. He's yeah.
3: ranked. It's not a bad loss. Good. Okay. Okay. All
1: right, 120, ish. Drake Ayala from Iowa versus Richie Figueroa, California. We've talked a little bit about this match as well, Ben. Um, I kind of gave my thoughts that I I think it's a good... I think Richie matches up well. I think there's kind of one way for Drake to win. He's got to avoid that early takedown and ride situation. Um, He's got to make it about pace. He's got to avoid going under Figueroa. Whereas I think Figueroa can win a lot of different ways. Um, so I'm going with, with Richie to win his third match at who's number
2: one. Uh, I'm gonna go Richie Figueroa also. I think he's just a little bit more powerful at this time. Um, and I think he's gonna win. Yeah,
3: I'm taking uh, Richie Figgs too. Although, you know, we talked about the top bottom game not to go under. I did hear from someone close to Ayala's camp. He's gonna get out.
2: Oh, really? Yep. I, well, I heard that rumor also, but uh, listen, <laughs> we'll see.
3: So, yeah, I agree. We'll see. But uh, I'm going to take Richie. I think uh, I think he can kind of neutralize Drake's pace, too, on their feet.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting if he goes under. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's a point. We're hard up for a point. I mean, I don't know. I just think. We'll see. We'll see. I think he's really good. Well, on maybe top. it's
3: not choosing down. Like, let's say if he gets taken down, he's gonna get away. Get away. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, that'll be good. That will that will help him win the match. All right. Next up, K. L. Valencia versus Alex Facundo. We talked at length about this one. We've got a lot of good. And you know, we should have pulled up some of the, uh those promos for it.
3: Oh, I can get yeah. Tyler one let's for it. it real quick.
1: Yeah, get him to. They're really sick stuff. Maybe we could play that at the towards the end of the show mm-hmm. we'll just play it. Like, say goodbye, play that, and then get the heck out of here. Um, so, Facundo beat Valencia 3-2 at Folksdale Natural Nationals. Yes. Uh, he's also beaten Travis Mastro, Patty Gallagher. He beat Brevin Balmaceda, who's number one. Who is also not on the Oklahoma State roster anymore. Brevin Balmaceda. Uh-oh, what happened? Well, I don't know.
2: You'd have to ask Brevin. I thought you got the inside scoop on all this stuff. No, no, I just saw
1: he's not there. Okay. I don't know. So, uh, Ben, who do you got in our final match of the evening?
2: Well, I'm going to pick Alex Facundo. I watched, you know, I I cited the match yesterday that you talked about the 3 2. I know the score was really, really close, but Facundo was close on a few more takedowns. Uh, He was on a lot of attacks. I I think he's, you know, obviously in these situations, many times, I'm going to pick him to win. Okay. Steven?
3: I'm taking Alex Facundo.
1: I like Facundo too. I think I think it's it's just a good matchup for him. I think how Kyle's going to need to score is going to be tough for him. I think there's maybe a horsepower factor and the, the Kyle Arc factor that we could come out and say, "Oh my gosh, this kid from you know last time we saw him, which was what March or February, to now." Yeah. He's a different dude because we've seen him improve at a at an incredible rate. And he's in a he's a Valencia. He's trained with his brothers. He's got a great coach in his father. Yeah. So him making big um leaps from a one point loss wouldn't would not surprise me at all. But I think the matchup here is really good. I think control ties would be good for if he if Kundo gets to his underhook, he'll be in good shape. If he can get work from yep. elbow control. So I like Facundo here. I, I'm i hoping for a shootout back and forth. Both these guys have really good attacks. But Facundo's are just a little more he's a little more diverse with, like, really reliable offense. Like, his yep. duck and his single legs are just really reliable. Whereas some of Valencia's shots are a little more errant. And um, I think against someone as good as Facundo, he's unlikely to finish those shots.
3: Ben, you picked Facundo,
1: right? Yes.
3: I was looking at something. Okay. Cool.
1: Cool. All right, um, Racky's getting that video to.
3: So toler- it, it's like it's about three minute long video, so we're gonna close the show with it. Cool, perfect.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, you'll like it. It's really freaking juicy. Um, something new we haven't we haven't really done the like the elaborate shots for for who's number one in the past. So it's cool to do that. Um, I'm sure looking back on this in a couple of years when these guys are tearing it up at the high school level. Yeah.
3: Level um, also something that's. Uh, Pretty crazy. Uh, Nomad took a a look at, like, uh, coaches who have been involved with Who's Number One matches. Ruben has been in the corner for nine different Who's Number One matches. That's That's insane. insane. Yeah, with uh, Kate Oliva, Zahid and Anthony, Gracie Figueroa, Richie Figueroa, um, Santiago last year, and then uh, Richie and Kyle this year. Um, And then Jody Strip Matters at, like, 13 (laughs) with his his young gun guys. So... (laughs) Oh
2: my God. Wasn't your Young Guns had like five in it or something crazy, wasn't it?
3: I think it was 2014, yeah. Um, yeah. They had,
2: um, oh, who was it? Gavin, Gavin? It was Vincenzo. The, it was the Nolf, Gavin Vincenzo, that, that era, right?
1: Well, I don't know about that year because Nolf was only in his number one once. Uh, Headley was in it
2: yep. as well. Yeah, he hit a bunch is of guys. A young? He's a Young Guns guy too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn. Yeah, he is yes
1: so oh you know what we had to answer it was a question from yesterday i want to do it now
2: favorite match of all time remember oh yeah, yeah. I, you know what i actually jason bryant he's crazy he podcast for 14 hours straight yesterday um it was you know there's there's apparently a day for everything christian and That's jason bryant i don't i'm not said, i don't it, have that calendar <laughs> like what it, it was like national sunday i was like what does that mean He's the International Wrestling Podcast Day, which I who I think it was just who International
3: was Podcast Day. And then he did. Oh. wrestling. So obviously he's a wrestling guy. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. I got it. Okay. So listen, I, I, I'm going with Sad July Snyder. Um, it, was an, it was an awesome match. It was historical because of the right what they had already accomplished. And then obviously what we saw them accomplish. And we thought whoever wins this is kind of probably going to go down as one of the greatest of all time and then additionally gave america the team title so for all those reasons uh, i think that was that was it for me if i wanted to do one that was you know i thought back about you know the mark ellis and max win the national title but for one for me uh when max pinned jd bergman has done a couple finals because that made mizzou the number one team in the country so that was uh that was a huge one for me so th- oh, those dang. two will be mine
1: man i'd like to see that match i don't know if that match exists yeah. on on the internet
2: I don't know if it exists either. It was pretty cool because I I say I pinned Matt Stolpinski in a minute. And then uh, the 184 bout was actually Raymond Jordan actually had been hurt in the semifinals. So he forfeited to Roger Kish. So I was able to take the lead from Missouri. Minnesota got the lead back because Kish got the forfeit of Raymond. And then Max got the lead back. And then if Cole Conner would have got the pin, Minnesota would have got the lead back. But he did not get the pin. And uh, so Mizzou won that. And that made us number one over Minnesota. That's awesome. Yeah. So
1: mine, I thought a lot about this. The I was down to like three or four. I was down to Snyder Live One, which was epic for all the reasons you outlined. Helen versus Yoshida, which was just historic and great and a pretty exciting match as well. But for me, it is Burroughs Sargouche one, not two. The first one in 2011 because it had everything. Right. First of all, yeah. you got to remember at this time is like Jordan hasn't won anything yet internationally. Yeah. Right? He's a total unknown, and he's just on fire. And this is the quarters. Right? This is like he's got a, w- a ways to go for this. But everyone knew like Sargusch was the guy to be in this bracket. He's so everyone knows. Yeah. He's the dirtiest wrestler. He's maybe dirtiest. the biggest cheater in in tactics wise in, in wrestling history. Right? He's just like. His reputation—he pulls singlets, he pulls hair. He's just a cheater. He's the guy cheats, right? And then you've got this young star in Jordan Burroughs. He loses the first period um, off of the singlet, the singlet grab, single leg, right?
2: <laughs> that, was, that was his go-to. That was the go-to. He
1: has the left hand on the collar or on the on the singlet. He pulls oh. right into the right yeah. into the single. Boom. Okay, so in. Honestly, he was so close to not even getting that takedown. It was like elbow hit, burr, and then he won the period right at the end. So you're, you, should, you should go back and watch the match on flow because Bader is just like so, he's so mad. He is <laughs> he so, so mad. Pissed. Get it together. Ah, that's ridiculous. He's so mad once he sees <laughs> it. Jordan has the hole in his singlet. So he's going against the, the world champion, our young star, and he loses it. Yeah, you're not gonna win too straight against Sargouche, right like that's just the thing you're a young guy he's just not ready for that moment and then he freaking wins the second period and he is literally a second away from maybe getting taken down in that period Jordan because it's like it looks like the the period is gonna end remember it's best two out of three periods during this time guys and yes Sargush is in on the single with like five seconds to go and is just like Crawling and crawling and crawling and crawling, he's crawling out of bounds, and time expires right before he either would have gone out of bounds or Sargoosh would have finished, which forces the third yeah. period. So that they're just—it's just so nip and tuck. And part of what makes it great is that Sargoosh was truly great. He was an amazing yeah. wrestler, and he's one of the few guys yeah. that could really
2: wrestle with Jordan. Yeah, he—he won, he won the nine and ten worlds, right? So yeah. lead, leading into this match, you're talking about—he's—he's he's a two-time world champion, and really in a weight. If Satiev doesn't knock him off the team, he might have won the Olympics there. Yes, just uh, giggling about it. Yeah, because like Bracky's little.
1: Bracky's match is going to make us all laugh. <laughs> okay, so then the third period comes, and he he breaks him. He gets that um, yeah. Sargush kind of takes a shot. He's on one. knees, and Burleson boom shoots through his face, a double leg, and takes him yeah. down. And Sargush has nothing left, and America wins, and Russia loses, and. It was kind of like (laughs) one of the (laughs) launching, many (laughs) launching points for Jordan into like international fame, right? And that was like kind of the, that was his first match where you're like, whoa, there's something different here. And because of that, that is my favorite match of all time.
2: Nice. Good pick, Christian. Thank you.
3: Um, I kind of failed the homework assignment. Uh, (laughs) No, you didn't. Well, uh, I think it was Cody Arnold mentioned in the Facebook chat yesterday, and this match is incredible um and it is uh which alton is it andrew andrew alton versus Aaron oh Karholis. my goodness <laughs> this is
2: what spay spay picked this last night spay so Spade and Bryant. yeah so brian picked. i i picked what i picked uh brian picked icho versus uh helen and this is what Wait, did picked, but... i didn't get it wrong oh,
3: i'm sorry yeah, yeah yeah okay um uh Someone. yeah so cody arnold actually mentioned it yesterday and it just reminded me this match is incredible. First Man, of all, that's... it's like 8-2 to two Alton after the first period. I just went and looked. Yeah. And then Grahalis, like chipping away, chipping away and it looks like he's going to come back and win. And then Alton like gets a takedown. So it's 13-9 to nine with 52 seconds to go in favor of Andrew Alton. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, uh, so it's 13-12 when they come back to the middle with 22 seconds to go and uh, Grahalis gets a takedown to his back and Alton just lays there and uh he gets a pin with like four seconds left the Michigan place is going crazy and this was just a battle of two people that gassed that's what they did Double gas, and <laughs> Grahalis Double just gas. had a little more left in the tank.
1: I'm pretty sure at one point one of the commentators, maybe not for this match, but said about Grahalis, like he gets off the bus tired. Like <laughs> that was like a thing that happened. When I, it was either Johnson or That's Gibbons. True. I'm pretty sure he said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, what a what a thing to say. And <laughs> then, so, so for the irony of Grahalis gassing someone out just shows the, I don't know the cardiovascular difficulties. That I mean, On couldn't
3: get back to the middle here. We're he like, was.
1: That match I, is crazy. <laughs> that was a total so a fourteen thirteen final. Well, a pin. Pin. Well, a pin. A
3: pin. It would have been yeah. uh, like if the match had been final, it would have been seventeen yeah. thirteen for Hollis.
1: Oh man, all timer. That's that's. And up the there, crazy though.
3: part, the crazy part about Alton Gassing in this match is there were a number of reviews. He had a bloody nose. So there was blood time. Like there were plenty of breaks for him to like catch his breath and get like. Settled back down and he just couldn't do it. What a match, though! The place was going nuts. What a yeah, yeah. It had terrible, <laughs> terrible officiating in it too. So, oh really? So, yeah, it was perfect.
1: Uh, everything it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that's fun. Um, I like that question. It's fun talking about those those fun matches. Okay, um, get to a couple questions and then we'll we'll go. How's that sound?
2: We almost time for questions. We we talked about a lot of stuff today.
1: I know. We didn't even get to. Well, get, we'll get. we have other stuff to get to in the later on.
2: Um,
1: Okie doke. Um, <laughs> oh man,
2: I'm watching this. I'm watching this match now.
1: <laughs> uh, we, we lost Ben for this one. Um, <laughs> oh God. Which? Who's number one? This is from Ben Randolph. Which? whose number one match? Do you think has the highest point total? That's an interesting Ooh, question. I saw that. Oh. Ooh. Which could it be? Which could it be? Grijalas Alton, for sure. Grijalas Alton, <laughs>
2: who's number one. Can
1: definitely.
3: we make that match happen on a card? Oh, my god! <laughs> just like Why not? Just oh, show up. Up. I don't no, want Nick, them to. I
2: they... <laughs> couldn't guess any worse, Kyle.
3: I don't want them to show up in shape at all. Like Just no. come, come as you are. Exactly. And we'll settle this. I don't care what you weigh, either. No, no
2: weigh-ins. But you guys are both assuming that they were in shape in this match here. But <laughs> they can barely stand up. They were at least oh, practicing. I knew they were in
3: shape.
1: They they were they were in peak physical Is
3: condition. uh is Grahala oh still God. at SIUE?
2: I think. So. I don't think so. Okay. Oh really? Okay.
3: okay. It, I don't know. I
2: don't know. Okay. Oh, I my I think Chittam okay. Henson could be. I think that could be a shootout. If
3: they let it fly, well, for sure.
2: But I think that the you guys are negate the the girls' matches are freestyle, so points are going to come a lot easier. So That's I'm going to go Wel- Welker Hattendorf. Okay.
1: Uh, that would be the choice. It's almost like you need to make two different selections there. That one or which other one could be the total? Voinovich Condomini could get up there. That could be kind of a mess. Uh, Chittam Henson, I said. Shoemate could just score a lot of points on his own. And Piccolo, both those guys have that feet-to-back potential. So I'll, I'll say probably one of those. I'll go with Chittam Henson on a on a hope. Just cause I'm, That's I'm a good gonna, pick. I'm, I'm hyping that matchup big time.
3: I think shoemate Piccolo could be up there, too.
1: Yes, for sure.
3: Um, Eric Rahal is no longer with SIUE.
2: Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. So he's available. Yes. Right,
1: how do you think Kamal Bey would have done in college? Asks Angel Alexander. And he probably would have been pretty good uh, if yeah. he was – his his focus was obviously split between folk style and Greco and, and freestyle. If he had a singular folk style focus – I'm certain he would have been good at it, right? Just yeah. like he was good at mm-hmm. Recco he's good at freestyle, so yeah, that would be I think he would do awesome
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, would he be a national champion? I don't know, I don't know about that, but he would have been he'd have been good. do you think of someone like Dom Demas, you know um, yep. and he he could win a national title at some point, but maybe never puts it all together. Um, who is the most let's, let's close on this one and then the video, which you're gonna like? Who's the most notable number one high schooler not to pan out in college? Yeah, one thing about showing three minute videos is so many people so listen many. to so many people just listen to this in their cars and uh, then video is really It's uh, there's words in it, it's
3: still good. Yeah, because there's like there's talking and yeah,
1: yeah, just make you want to watch it more. Yeah, just make you want to watch it. Um. So yeah, uh, yes. the number one high schooler not to pan out in college, most notable most
2: i mean there's just there's so many of them isn't there how many like number one overall types number one overall well i don't know who i i, I mean they didn't do really do number one overall for a while but mm-hmm. you'd say like i mean if you want i think david craig was a number one overall i believe you guys remember him from brandon he went Florida. to lehigh right went to lehigh yeah yeah
1: he was the one who did the interview with intermat like i don't really like wrestling i just do it so that- yeah he was like very, one of the first people to. I mean, actually, I say one of the first, but like, who even says that anymore? Like no one. Nobody. Yeah, he was just like I, think, I don't well, like this. I think this. we're
2: in a little bit different era where that is at least a little more looked down upon. Um, you know, where parents are kind of forcing kids to do stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't know how many I, I've. I could be speaking completely out of ignorance or just hope, but I don't think there's that many kids that make to the top of the top of the high school rungs by seniors that just hate it at that point. I think yeah. there's really good kids yeah. that hate wrestling by the time they're at high school, but I think the elite of the elite, what the lo- yeah. there's a love factor required. I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My opinion. I agree. Um, Cody Gardner would be one. Very sad. That's a big one um Patrick Bond was another well Patrick why all these Virginians days, so, but yeah
1: I mean, Chris Phillips is definitely one if we can get Ooh, to someone to that's not one. from freaking he Virginia was so good that'd be nice yeah
2: he yeah. was really good um
1: I think, I, I, I think, I, I think that was a love be, factor too I don't think he loved yeah. it
2: I would be really curious to see you know if like a 2001 through 2010 versus a 2000 um uh, 11 through 2020. You know, like maybe maybe a top 10 for pound for pound. Like how many of them, what percentage of the 2001 through 10 were college all Americans versus 2011 to 2020? It would be very, that would be very curious for me. Yes. Yeah. That'd be fun to, to get
1: into. So
3: going back to 2015, at least, 2015 was the Heed, 2016, Mark Hall, 2017, Dayton Fix, 2018, Gable, 2019, Kirk Villette, and Braxton last year.
1: Yeah. Those are all going to be. Feel pretty good about all those. Obviously, well, Zahid, Mark, Dayton, Gable have already proven it. to be outstanding at the collegiate level.
2: Kirkfleet, you kind be- of say that about Kirkfleet a little bit because he won a university silver, right, or junior world silver? Cadet, junior world silver.
1: Cadet, Cadet. really? Am I misremembering? Okay. I feel like we had this discussion before. Or
2: you know, you know what? You know, what? He, no, he didn't. He wasn't on the team. He beat Zach Elam. Elam wrestled. How old are you? Injured. He made a U23 no, team also, right?
1: Yeah, he'd be
3: doing one well, I don't think he wrestled
2: it. in that one, though, right? Yeah, I don't right. think he, but he did. he made the team. Yeah. Okay, so, but yeah. Zach Elam took world silver the year that Kirk Blit beat him. Right. Yes. Okie doke.
1: Um, all right, well, why don't we, why don't we show that? Oh, yeah, another plug. Tomorrow at 7 Eastern, the Who's Number 1 press conference. Please tune in live for that. You'll be able to see it. All the guys um bray has been talking this press conference up anyway, he's like our man tyler's gonna be involved with it so you know it's gonna be good you know it's gonna be fire um uh-huh. bray's fired up tyler's fired up it's gonna be really good seven o'clock tomorrow eastern eastern i don't know where you live to be
3: honest yeah figure it out from there people ask us all the time on social media all day they'll I, i've literally had people like what time to start i'll say 7 p.m eastern they'll say what time is that mountain
1: no like, no you figure you cannot it out yourself. answer that you I figure it out yourself. I forbid you to answer that.
3: By the way, uh, Kirk Lee uh, was Cadet World Champion 2017, Cadet World Silver in 2018, and then did go to U23s where he was fifth, fifth. in 2019.
1: Cool. Here's that video. Enjoy it. It's really good. See ya. Who's number one Saturday? Bye. Peace.
0: My name is Alex Facundo. Wrestling style, i kind of say unorthodox. You know, one match I'll probably be in your face, other match I'll kind of be laid back, hit crazy moves. Sometimes I'll just be technical and hit clean finishes and stuff. Like if I want to put on a show, I'll put on a show. If I just want to beat you up, I'll beat you up. I mean, you don't have to be the most talented kid in the world. As long as you work hard and you have the right mindset, then I think you can achieve whatever you put your mind to. Every game plan for every match is score points, put as much points as possible. I'm having fun then. I'm trying new things, I'm putting up points. I wrestled before, yep. I think with that match, the name kind of got to me, you know, Valencia. Him coming at me, I kind of like people coming at me, you know, I think that with his high-paced offense, I can make it a show for everybody.
5: My name is Kale Valencia. What I like most about wrestling is just the thrill of competing and working to win. i was always like in wrestling since I was like four. I like constant attacking with some motion, just like inside, outside. I would say I'm pretty good at my scrambling, like just because I've been in position. My opponent, who's number one, will be Alex Facundo. He's pretty good, yeah. I would say, just more uh, slick on the outside. My style is good because I'm persistent. Keep him on his toes. Just my ability to like learn, keep working hard. Right now, I just I'm more focused on like myself, just making my own path.
0: It's always about that mindset. A lot of people in my wrestling, they get nervous. I think that's why I do best is make people guess. All
5: right, Cayenne. Hey, we're gonna do finishes. We're a bunch of winners here.
0: I'm not really just focused about retaining my number one spot. I'm coming after that pound for pound spot. You know, that's that's my goal right now.
5: I think if I keep putting pressure, it might like be too much for him. So, I think if I just keep constant pressure, that's going to open up my game. In wrestling, you know, the duck isn't there, and he backs out, but his leg's right there, so I just... They try really hard. They don't want to give up that takedown, but...
0: It's just, you know,
5: attack, attack, attack. Who's number one? I've always thought about it, just watching it. I just always want to be on it. And now that I'm going to be on it, it's going to be a really cool experience, yeah.